Hello, my love. Hello. How are you? I'm good. What's with the uh, the diamond snowflakes? The diamond snowflakes. I got it in Vegas. Did I you got really? these in Vegas too. You've worn those a lot. You like them. I like them. They're big. Oh, I thought uh, my flight was open. No. 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 But speaking of big, this what did is you not get big. That? Look at this. Is this not the cutest nutcracker you've ever seen? Look how short and stubby it is. Uh, clearly, say what you want to say. <laughs> say what you want to say. You clearly I like short and chubby things. <laughs> it's a little Steve Trevino. If I was a nutcracker, oh is this what I would look like? It's a little short, chubby mariachi nutcracker. Um, I don't I, know why it makes me so happy, but it had to come home with me. Hey, Lori, will you do me a favor? In uh, Where did I put it? Where, where did the thing that dad gave me go? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if it's on your bedside table. or. I don't even know. We shouldn't even share it. It might be... <laughs> It, it's a little vulgar. It might. Well, I just laugh because people always say like, oh, my God, Steve, you're so brash. You're so honest. You you know, you drop F words, blah, blah. But huh? what people don't understand is that my family is brash. Yes. And that my family speaks that way, that we grew up very brash. Oh, my very, gosh. When all of y'all are together. Yeah. Oh, to be in the mix. <laughs> it's, it's loud burps. Stay out of the and kitchen. And it's, it's F bombs. Yeah. And it's. I mean, y'all yeah. are mean to each other. Like the jokes get really mean. I'm sure family members but, leave but, crying after they go. <laughs> but I will say that we we have, you know, and I think that that translates to our relationship is that we don't we don't nobody gets their feelings hurt. Yeah. And when people get their feelings hurt, that's when drama happens. Yeah. And then if you do get your feeling hurt. And then you don't say anything to the family. Uh-huh. Then it harbors and it becomes a mess. Oh, no. In your family, if you say you got your feelings hurt, then they just like double down. Then it's they even attack worse. You. Yeah. You know, <laughs> unless there are, you know, because we love each other. Unless you did hurt somebody's feelings, that other person will call you out. Yeah. Like in my family, they're like, look, come here. You, you're an asshole and you did this and I didn't appreciate that. And then we get over it. Right. You know, but but we're very, you know, so what I wanted to show you guys is. My dad went on a, a cruise of one of many and, and he comes home and he goes, hey, I left you and Renee something. And it's like this little doll and it's wearing like a, a bucket, a, bucket. A, bar- a barrel. It's wearing like a, a barrel. barrel. And I go, thanks, dad. It's kind of weird and kind of cool, yeah, but thanks. Right. Weird. And, and I was like, man, that was kind of nice of dad to give me that. But I, you know, <laughs> your dad but, never brings you back a souvenir. Yeah, never anything. <laughs> so then so then he calls back like three days later. And he goes, huh? Did you like the gift? Huh? Huh? <laughs> And I go, I go, yeah, I go, it's fine. He goes, did you pick up the barrel? Right. <laughs> and I go, no, I didn't. He goes, go pick up the barrel. So when you lift the barrel, uh, this huge appendage yes, comes like out. Spring. It's got a it's like spring, a spring on it. And then it's got a big old boner. And it's the funniest <laughs> shit ever. Uh, but but it's 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 so funny that it made me think of that. That my that's what you think is funny and cute, uh-huh. <laughs> and, and 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 my family's like, hey, here's this uh, here's this dick puppet that, that, that we think will be. And the best part is that I went up to you and I hold it up to your face and I'm like, lift the barrel, and she's like holding it, Rick, like this close you to her don't face. Don't at all expect it. It looks like this like African, this chiseled African artifact or something. Dog. So like you don't. So then I I held it up to her face. And I go pick up the barrel. She's like, what? And then it was like boom, <laughs> right in her face, and it was fucking funny. But but you know it, it's. Yeah, but but I do love the fact that my family is very forward and very honest. Yeah. I grew up in a very honest family and very, 
nobody beats around the bush and nobody, everybody just fucking tells you how it is. But if you're not used to it, I think it's a little uncomfortable. Like, I think it makes a lot of people uncomfortable if they're not used to it. Oh, I think it makes a lot of people uncomfortable because a lot of people are used to um, being um, babied. You know, the whole world is you baby everybody. And, and that's why I, but I love the fact that my parents raised me that way. Yeah. I love the fact that, and nothing hurts my feelings and, and nothing bothers me. And, you know, I'm coaching little league. There's times that, that I know that the other coaches are talking and they're not talking to me. I don't get all boo, 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 boo. Yeah. Right. I'm just like, okay, well, whatever. When, when I don't other know people, if that's true. No. I think you get your feelings hurt. Um, you get your feelings hurt. Well, I mean, of course I have feelings. So yeah. yes, of course. You're not I, like me. Well, you have feelings. What I'm saying. Yeah, you do. Have <laughs> well, what, what I'm saying is that, that. For little bullshit, oh, I yeah. don't get my feelings hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody calls me a name. Somebody makes fun of me. Somebody says they don't like me. I'm just like, well, fucking whatever. Right. Like, you know, right. um, I, I get my feelings hurt when I think the main way that I get my feelings hurt if we're thinking about it is 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 when I really try to do something for somebody uh-huh. and I really go out of my way and then they don't appreciate or they do something shitty. Yeah. Right. That yeah. that may, hurts my feelings where I'm like, man, I'm because you're such a giver. Yeah. I'm really going out of my way to do things for you. And either you're not appreciative or you want or more noticed. You want more. Yeah. And it's like, man, I've, I've like you're you didn't see all the things yeah. that, you know, and I shouldn't be that way. Right. You no, shouldn't be that way. Normal. You should you should give with not wanting anything in return. expecting anything in return. Sure. So I don't even know where to begin. Um, I did uh, wreck the mule. We already talked about that. We did? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, but we did go to Vegas. We did go to so Vegas. So I want to find out what you thought was the best part of Vegas. Um, I Dinners, the food. The food is so good. And our friend Nick set us up with the most amazing dinner at the library in the Nomad over at Park MGM, which was just like a really cool restaurant. You know what someone was telling me? I don't know if this is true, so I don't know if I should talk about it on the podcast, but the restaurant is like floor to ceiling books. That's why it's called the library. Apparently, it is a family's private collection, like some stupid old wealthy. I forget American the name family. of the family. Is it the Rockefellers or like somebody? One of those families. It is their private collection of books, and so he said that like people were trying to steal some. They you know they'd like try and take a book off the shelf. So the really valuable books, like on the first very, edition, very yeah. Um, no, it's a beautiful restaurant. Like and and again, dude. Like so, we get there and we need a table for twelve. There's a bunch of us, and and yeah. Nick is so sweet, man. Nick's Nick's like a brother. I mean, we look alike, and, and we're, just, yeah. we're we look like that. <laughs> we both we both look like that. <laughs> um, but but Nick's just he's just become a really great friend, and we love having him around. And and um, he runs the restaurant there. So I was like, man, we need a table for twelve. He's like, no problem. Uh-huh. So we get the table for twelve, but right right in the middle of the restaurant. So then, like, we're just, like, we're kind of talking back and forth, uh-huh. you know. Um, hang on real quick. I got to yeah. take care of this. Well, no. We say it's a table for 12, but then we get there and we're like, oh, no, it's a table for 14. And then it was like, oh, no, actually, we have 16, right? Didn't we end up, like, I, I don't know. We, we ended up with a bunch. But, but, you know, we're all kind of talking to the people in front of us. And, and then Nick comes over and he goes, hey, the private room, the private Someone's table. Someone's leaving. They're leaving. We want to move you over there. We move over there, all fucking hell breaks loose. 
Now we're fucking, they close the door and it's just our room and we're fucking loud and we're running around talking to everybody. And I mean, it was just awesome. Oh, the food was and, so good. and the food, it, but I got to warn people, huh? it is not your typical flavors. It is not it's your all different things. It's like a mix of different things, depending on what you order. But, but, you know, for example, it, it's an amazing garlic Parmesan baked potato with oh, truffle God, oil. potato was stupid. Yeah. Right? So if you don't like truffle oil, you're not going to like it. It was right? delicious. Because it's, they're very strong And then the flavors. chicken and the rice almost had like Cuban flavors to it, right? What was that flavor on the and rice? The, yeah, the know. chicken had like a brine on it of like breadcrumbs and gar- So it, it's very delicious, but I do want to warn you that it is different flavors than you might be used to. Yeah. Now, even the steak. The steak came with a with like a little sauce on it. Mm-hmm. And the sauce had a, a a very fancy sauce. Oh, but the bread. That bread. And I don't know how they fucking bake it like that. I don't know. The bread comes it's in it. like a puff almost. Yeah. But it, it's big. It looks like a ball. Yeah. And you think you're going to open this thing up and then it's full of... How fat are we then? <laughs> the whole... T- the whole thing, we're like, oh, let me tell you about food. Let me tell you about all the <laughs> well, food we ate. Us, like, what's, what was my favorite part of Vegas? I actually, and I don't necessarily consider myself a foodie, but I just love all of the, you know what it is? All of the restaurants are such an experience. All of the food and, is great and interesting. And every, even the vibe in the restaurant. Every time I go to a nice restaurant in Vegas where we're like, okay, we're going to like a chef nice restaurant. Uh-huh. Every time I'm like, oh, this is my favorite. This is my favorite. <laughs> This is my favorite now. This is my favorite now. Uh, I think Joe's is still my favorite. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um, but man. It, See, I like the fun, like the, I like the atmosphere of the library. Joe's, the food is amazing. But, but it's, it's just, just a classic. Like a classic restaurant. Yeah. Well, that's why I like Capo's. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, so we didn't get to go to Capo's um, this trip, but man, we got there Wednesday and I had to party. I had to party At Wednesday. Night, we got there late because yes. we left in the evening. And so I had to party oh, Wednesday. Oh, then our luggage took an hour to uh, get there. I, was, I wanted to be positive this episode. I didn't want to shit on the well, luggage, pe- luggage like, people in Vegas. No, you were so jonesing to get to a craps table that you could not wait for the luggage. You were like, let's just have the driver drop us off and then he can come back and get the bags. And I was like, the driver doesn't know what our bags look like. I'm not leaving my clothes here. Oh, no, dude. I no landed way. and I was like, I'm home. You did. I was yes. like, I'm Multiple home. times you were like, I'm home. Welcome I home. Love Vegas. <laughs> love it. Now, it, you know, not to be negative, and we're not going to be negative about it. Yes. I did not deliver, Lori, on all of the things that I was asked to deliver on. That I made a list Yes. No, I was dying laughing because we get to Vegas the next morning and I wake up and I guess I must have missed it. But Lori. Uh, sent us a recap email of our discussion on last week's podcast about what we were going to do. And I was dying when I read the email. I did deliver on, can we say 90? Yes. 90%. Yes. Yes. I did deliver on 90%. Renee did get a day alone. Renee did get a man, a pedicure. I went to this. I did go to the yep. spa. I got a massage and a pedicure. And you I was did in get the a nap. sauna and the steam room. It was you awesome. You did get a nap. I did get a nap. And I took you to the library to eat you dinner. You took me to awesome dinner. Where did, we also had dinner at Stack. That was really nice. I, I was, you know, I'm really starting to like the Mirage. 
I do too. I really it's am. It's just like chill. It has a fun vibe. It seems like the dealers are friendly. Like you don't, you didn't get any. Did no, you? Um, I don't know. Well, I don't, my, I don't play my old table. favorite spot was MGM. Yeah. I like the floor, the, the casino floor. I like the energy there. I like the. They have a big old food court food late court. at night. They have, it's very, um, it feels very clean. Mm-hmm. It feels very nice. Yeah. Without being flashy. I don't like the Bellagio. The Bellagio I don't feels like stuffy. The win. Oh, see, I think the win is beautiful. It's there's too much going on. It's, yeah. It's it's too much. But um, <laughs> so I had a party Wednesday because had to had, I had, to, had to. to yeah it was your it was your first night. Well, not only that, I was going to be able to sleep in on Thursday, but the problem was that they had scheduled press. For Friday morning. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? After your show. Thursday night is the night that I have my own craps table. That I'm doing my show. Yeah. I want a fucking party on my night that I do my show. Couldn't. You still did. Don't say couldn't. You I still stayed did. out. Uh-huh. But only till 3.30 instead of And I of didn't drink a bottle of Crown. Because I knew I had to get up. I don't know. I went to press with you on Friday morning, and I think your breath still smelled like ground. <laughs> it, it probably did. It was coming out of my pores, but that was from Wednesday. That was from that was from Wednesday night. But even that was that was funny because um, <laughs> I'm in this like I'm in the weird part of fame or celebrity, uh-huh. and the reason it's weird is because. A third of the people are like, oh my God, Steve Trevino. No, you love you, freak out, so excited. Can I get a picture? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then other people just kind of, you know, they don't know who I am, but there's nothing going on. We get to the TV station uh-huh. and and I did get mistaken for a bull rider. Oh, you did? Remember, she comes out, she's like, oh, Sage, come on in. And I'm like, uh, I'm Steve Trevino. She's like, oh, and everybody was like, awkward. And then she was like, well, are you supposed to be on the show? And I'm like, I was told I was. Yeah. And then and then the security guard's like, who are you, man? Yeah. Who you be? And I'm like, well, I'm Steve Trevino. I'm supposed to be on. I don't know who you're supposed to be on, man. And then they're looking at Tim and I like, who the hell? We don't even know who you are. And you brought two people with you? He's like, like I, don't, I don't know, man. And, I, and then he's like, oh, turns out you are supposed to be on the show. And I'm like. Yeah, I'm supposed to be on the show. So, but but there's moments like that in my career where now it's like it, the, the highs. It's like highs and lows. Yeah. You know, you have people that go, "Oh my God, Steve Trevino!" You know, uh-huh. I can't believe can I get a picture and oh, we yeah. love you and you're so funny and blah blah blah. And then there's people like who who the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> we don't care. You know, just, just to keep it all in check, baby. Just to just to balance it out. It does. Yeah. It it definitely does um does uh balance it out because. You know, and again, there's times that we get treated so special. Yeah. Because people know who I am. Yeah. And then there's times that we go somewhere where I'm like, it's me. And they're like, yeah. (laughs) Don't you know I'm bougie? Yeah. Wait wait in line, loser. Wait in line. (laughs) I know. What were we doing? I forget what we were. Because we had... um, your sister and your cousin with us, Vicky and Jamie were with us, and I forget what it was, and you were just like grumpy. We were waiting in line for something, and Vicky was like, Oh, you've got to wait in line like a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> and well, that was another thing too, is is the family time. You know, I love my little sister and, and as well as my older sister, but it was so very nice to to spend time with her. Uh-huh. You know, and, and Jamie's just, you know, she's such a beautiful girl, you know, in so many different ways, but 
she loves her family. Yes. Yeah. You know, and, and I love that she loves us and we love yeah. her. And, and so her and Victoria are best friends and they got to have a girl's trip, but it was kind of in conjunction with us. Yeah. Right. So it was really cool. And Jamie took. She was the official trip documentarian. um, We were joking about, she's like the girl from Can't Hardly Wait that like, is like, sign my yearbook, sign my yearbook. So that's what John said. Don't take John's joke. Don't take John's joke. (laughs) No, Jamie said it. Jamie actually said it herself. No, but Jamie said that John Mm. would tell her that she's the sign my yearbook girl Mm. from Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah. Um, So it was, that was great. And then of course my dad, my aunt Elva, my uncle Eddie, my stepmom, you Sarah. You had a lot of family this trip. They were all there. Cousin Eddie and his new wife, who I hadn't met. You yeah. Know? And dad and Sarah had, they were like, hey, I think that first day, Thursday. Yeah. Thursday. They're like, hey, come meet us. You know, so we went down to, they wanted to go downtown. We did. Yeah. You, you went. That's when I did the spa day. You, you fucked went off. Down right. <laughs> um, we, we, we went downtown and then I killed it at the craps table. Yeah. Killed it. And I, I get so mad because I'm like, Dad, follow me. Yeah. He, you know, I keep telling him the field bet is the worst bet on the craps table. The horn bet is the worst bet on the craps I don't, table. I don't know what that. I mean, I've, I know? remember saying field, but I forget what the but horn is. I'm like, is. Come, Dad, like, stop playing these shitty fucking bets. Yeah. You know. So anyway, we fucking killed it. Then I go to the slot machine. I kill it at the slot machine, and then we met for dinner um, back at Mirage. Thursday night. What do we do Thursday? Oh, your show. No, yes. we didn't have dinner before your show. We no, just we chilled. did. We had like a late lunch with my aunt Elva, and it, it, that was nice because she goes, "This is the best birthday I've ever had. You're my favorite nephew. Thank you." Oh. And, and you could just the best appreciation is when you see it and you feel it. Yeah, I could feel it coming off of her. I could see in her eyes and in her sincerity. How appreciative she was. Yeah. Because, of course, I, you know, I treated for that lunch and we got them tickets to the show. We had them backstage. Yeah. I mean, she was just over the moon with, oh, my God, thank you. You know, and it just that 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 I guess that negates all the others. What do you mean? Like all the people that are like, oh, the, the all the times people aren't appreciative yeah. when you get someone who's like really super appreciative. Got right. you. And, and, but I also think that there's some people that they don't, they don't have the facial expression. They don't express that way or right. emote that way. Inside they're appreciative yeah. and they go, hey, thank you. And you're like, really, motherfucker? Are you, are you appreciative? Doesn't seem like it. You know what I mean? So, but, but it was awesome. And then, you know, dad and I played craps together that day. Your dad like rallied at night. <laughs> dad was having a blast, dude. So then I finally get my 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 own craps table. And then so I've had my own craps table before. Last time you were there, right? But it the didn't it didn't go very well. Oh. Right. It wasn't like a we didn't get hyped. Yeah. We had fun, but it wasn't uh-huh. <laughs> dude. This one was so fucking like I don't know, the whole casino. Well, no, right. from across the bar, we were like chilling. There's a bar next to where your table is, but we're like in the back corner of the bar and I kind of have an angled view of your table. And I forget who it was that was sitting. It was me and Dawn. And we could see you guys like clapping. Oh, and we were chanting. And getting rowdy. We were ch- so hit, like, hit the number. Hit the number. <laughs> hit the, I mean, like the whole table. And then it was. People must have thought y'all were idiots. Oh my gosh, dude. 
And, gra- and Grandpa Joe never, like, you know how he is. His face doesn't move. Oh, yeah. He's very I mean, he would, like, he'd look over from Chad, 8-Ball, and he'd be, like, <laughs> waiting for like, enjoying it. it, right? And we're, like, hit that number. And then the number would hit. He hit the number. And then, like, we'd run. Like, everybody would, like, like Chinese fire drill. We'd all run around the table, like, laughing and high-fiving. And even Dad would be, like, hey, hey, right? I mean. What did the dude, dealers say? They were having so we, And we were, of course, tipping them and, yeah. and, and you know being appreciative and i mean do we are the pit boss He's so cool with it. there's a bet that is hit them small hit them tall hit them all yeah if you hit them all right you get fucking paid yeah but if you hit the small ones which is two three four five six and eight uh-huh. if you hit those you get 30 to one right so i always put ten dollars on that when you hit that that's three hundred. what is hit them tall if that's huh. small, what's tall? The the bigger numbers. How high do the numbers go up? 9, 10, 11, 12. Oh, okay. Right? So we hit, we, we several times we were <laughs> one number away from hitting them all. Right? Andy San- Sanchez was one number away forever. Yeah. We're like, get the two. Mm-hmm. Get the two. I mean, we're like, we're fucking screaming. And then it's I wish I could get up. But but Andy's like, I, I got it. I got it. Like, I got it. I got it. I got it. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. And we're like, come on, Andy, get the number, you know. And then he'd roll the nine. We were so positive, like, and that's good. We're good. We see everybody yeah. wants the nine. We're happy with the nine. We're happy with the nine. The energy <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah. Dude, we had a fucking blast. And then it's already like three in the morning. And and you know, I just <laughs> his poor bastard. Like he comes right next to me and he's doing one of these. Oh, you see that a lot in Vegas. And he's got his cash, but he's kind of doing one of these, right? And and the pit boss goes, he points to the thing that says reserved table. He's like, uh-huh. it's reserved. The guy goes, I don't give a fuck. I want to play. And he's like, you can't play. Yeah. And then his other brother was hammered but can't talk. <laughs> right? Like his other buddy's just like, you know. So then he tries to put his money down. Uh-huh. The dealer picks up the money and puts it back on the thing. goes, you can't play. And he goes, who the fuck's going to stop me? Uh, Security. Right. So then female security guard comes. Yeah. Female security guard comes and she's like, sir, unfortunately, this is a reserved table. And he's like, well, it's the only fucking table open. Who do I got to talk to to get on? the Who fucking reserved this table? Right. And I'm over there like, (laughs) (laughs) right. Actually, I looked at him. I said, I did. And you're not welcome. Right? Did you really? Well, yeah, because that's hard because you don't want to like exclude someone, but also the dude's clearly a mess, kind house. of acting like a dick. So it's also gonna kill the vibe at the table. And, and by the hard. way, how many times do I invite strangers to come play with me? For a sure, a million. Yeah. Right? Had he come in there and been all like, cool. "Hey, what's going on? This is awesome. Y'all are having so much fun." I would have been like, "Yeah, dude, get in there." Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, he yeah. was fucking shit house. And right? you weren't. <laughs> No, that was Thursday. I wasn't allowed to drink. I had press. If I was shit house, I'd be in jail. So then, that's true. I'd be in jail. So then, so then the guy's being a dick, and she goes, "Listen, you're not gonna play." And she goes, "You're not getting on the table." She goes, "But at this point, you have two choices." This was the dealer, or the security. The guard? security. She goes, yeah. "Where are you staying?" She goes, "I'm staying here at this hotel," and he goes, "She goes, then good." Go to your room, call it a night. We're good. And he's like, go to my room. I ain't going to my fucking room. Uh. And she's like, if you don't go to your room, then you're going to spend the night in jail. We're going to put you in handcuffs. And he's like, 
you're going to put me in handcuffs? He's like, I'd like to see you fucking try it. <gasps> so then she's like, security. And then like fucking five dudes showed up. And then again, the main dude, uh -huh. he goes, you got two choices. Oh, goes, they tried to give him he out. He goes, you can go to bed in your room. I understand you're staying here. Uh -huh. And we'll walk into your room. Or we'll put you in handcuffs. He goes, do it, bitch. Boom. They tackle him to the ground. They tackle him? Oh, they just dropped him. Put him in handcuffs, picked him up, and fucking walked him out. And I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, just go to your bed. Why would you ruin a Vegas trip? Like, just go to bed, dude. And I've been that drunk, but I ain't going to jail. Not at this age. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't know. I'm going to bed. I feel like a younger Steve Trevino would have gotten drunk the, oh, too. The younger Steve yeah. Trevino, yes, <laughs> but he was not a younger guy. Oh. He was older than me, and I'm sitting there looking at the guy like, dude. Oh, oh, I forgot. So just to do things in chronological order, uh -huh. um, I went to go visit Brad. Oh, and I just got back from the spa and I was like, uh, this is not happening. I'm not showering and getting dressed, like rushing out the door. So I took a nap, but she went to go see him. Well, and, and the crazy part is Jimmy Schubert was headlining. I'm a huge Jimmy Schubert fan. Yeah. The guy, and, and the reason I'm, I'm a huge fan of his is he's had a wonderful career, Jimmy Schubert. Yeah. But he's, a, he's actually, in my opinion, one of the funniest stand-ups out there. And he's one of those guys that doesn't get the love he deserves. Yeah, he's so underplayed. God, he's funny. So please do yourself a favor. Look up Jimmy Schubert. Very, very funny guy. Rick, do you know Jimmy Schubert? Of course, he's a legend. Oh my God, he's funny. You know, and 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 I so I couldn't wait to see Jimmy. Yeah. Brad was literally running late. You know. Oh, and then Trey and Sabrina came into town. Trey and Sabrina decided to come with me. I got them seats. Uh -huh. I wanted them to meet Brad, but they're like, well, we don't even know if you're going to meet Brad because he's he hasn't even landed yet. Oh, like literally was not there. Wasn't even physically there. They go, he just text us. He's going to be five minutes before he walks on stage. Do you want to say hi real quick? I'm like, yes, yes. I would love to say hi. You know, uh -huh. I just, I love that man. Yeah. I love him. And, you know, we went backstage and he's all laughs and all good attitude and we gave each other shit like we do. Yeah. You know, because now, now you have to walk through. You guys are like this. That's yes, Brad that's me and Brad. <laughs> that's exactly me and Brad Garrett. Because he's so tall. <laughs> that's great. Good job. You got a funny one. Um, but, but uh, so it, the new club, to get to the green room, you have to walk through the kitchen. Okay. And he goes, I bet you didn't have a problem finding it. <laughs> he goes, Mexicans are good at getting through the kitchen, right? And and it was and I go of course a Jew walks in the bar you bought it right uh -huh. um, so it's so great to see him and and you know Jimmy and I and and Brad backstage just you know he's such a I just can't say enough about him uh, what as, a class act he is he is more than a class act yeah he is special he is a a, a very special human yeah you know and then of course I run into Ed yes you know I run into Zach I run into Cindy you know. And, and and just the, they're just so happy for me, you know, and they're like, oh my gosh, your billboards everywhere. And, you know, we told you, you would sell out that you would have to leave our club. And, you know, and I go, I hate, cause the club, the new club. Yeah. You want a authentic 
comedy club experience. You go to Brad Garrett. I'm bummed I didn't see it because the club that he had before in the basement, it was the most beautiful comedy club I've ever been in. This one is smaller, but it feels more like a comedy club. In what way? It, it, it just, just like the black box feel to it? It feels like it's in a basement. You know, your, your typical low ceilings, uh -huh. small, intimate room. The stage is a perfect... You know, of course, Brad... Brad designs and does everything, yeah. and he's a comedy club guy, like yeah. he, like me. But he's also a details guy. He's so super detail. Oh my gosh! Like, you know, you want to talk about a beautiful place, like yeah. you know, Did it, is still a lot of the same art on the walls and photos. A lot of the same art. A lot and of then the same. Do the cocktail waitresses still wear the cute little outfit? There were several that came up to me and they're like, "We miss you," and "How's your wife?" Aww. and you know, "You were always so nice to us," and you know, so it was, it was good to see them too. But I knew. So my show in Vegas is at 10. I knew I was going to be like, I'm used to being on stage at eight. Yeah. So I was like, I got to do something. You were going to be antsy. I yeah. was going to be antsy. I got to do something. I got to get the fuck out of this. And 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 then I also didn't want to gamble or be at the casino that I'm performing before my show. Yeah. Cause then it's like, uh, you can't people coming up to you. You can't be out and about right before the show. You know? So I was like, okay, what can, what can I do? Oh, Brad's in town. I'm gonna go visit Brad. Right. Yeah. So I hauled ass to visit Brad. I had all the monies in my pocket from the day before. Lots of monies. Uh -huh. And, you know. And you lost it all at the MGM. I, it, no, no, no. I didn't play at the MGM. <laughs> I, I lost this this trip. Yeah. I did lose. Yeah, you, and were then, very quiet. you were very quiet this trip. Then it was George Strait. Oh, well, you know what I was going to say? If we're keeping it chronologically, it was actually really nice that we had all your family up in our suite before your show. Instead of like hanging backstage in the green room like we normally would, to just have your family up in the room, I thought was just really nice and pleasant. It was cool. And it was really special. Um, again, like to, to, to have my aunts, my uncles, my cousins, and and people there that, that root for me yeah. and have always rooted for me. And I, I, I would assume for them it's really special because... They were going to my shows when, you know, I was selling zero tickets. They were going to my shows when I was terrible. They were going to my shows when, when they were probably sitting there going, yeah, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know if this <laughs> is the right nice career, career path. <laughs> right? So, I, I mean, I would assume that, that it's probably really special for them and it's special for me as well. And, and you know what I've noticed that when it comes to artists is there's some artists and you go, man, do you have any friends? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you go yeah. to their show. Every town I go to, there's family, there's GP Wildcats, there's, Well, I you was know. laughing because we're like, poor Lori's trying to figure out the comp list and like navigating tickets and who bought tickets and who didn't and all of that. And I was like, you know what? You probably, I know you, you don't like to think that you have an entourage, but I know we show up places and they're like, oh, Steve's entourage. <laughs> people always there's always a lot of people a lot of friends a lot of family you know um but then you go you go visit some artists and and you go wow it's just you you know like it, yeah and and it's and it's interesting because it's either artists like me where they're like meet my friend and this is my high school friend okay. and this is my college friend and this you know and these are my other friends you know and and then you go see some artists and it, there's never there's no in-between. But I wonder if that's like a compartmentalizing thing. Some you know? markets. 
Like, no, no, no. I wonder if that's like a personal, like they compartmentalize say, that right. way. Like, okay, this is my job. I'm going to work. I'm doing my job. And then I'm going back home and I'm with my family and that's my normal life. And, I, and I've learned that I am a unique artist in the way that, that, you know, people go, oh, do you need your time? Because there's a lot of artists that are like, hey, I'm about to go on stage. Leave me alone. Yeah, just like a quiet moment to get it together. And I don't need that. You don't need that at all. You know, I walk on stage with the whole crew. And we're laughing and talking and I hear my name and I just walk on stage, yeah. right? So I don't, I don't know. And, and But there are some people that are misunderstood. You know, they're socially awkward. Oh, for sure. They, they, you know, so I defend, you know, when somebody goes, man, I met that guy, he's a dick. Yeah. And I go, well, maybe they're not a dick. They needed a moment to prepare before they went on stage. Either they needed like, a moment to prepare or they don't know what to say to you. Right. They yeah. don't they don't know how to talk to people. They don't know. And, and I have celebrity friends that are like that. Yeah. Right. Where where they are a little bit awkward or they are. You also are really good. In, and I think it goes back to what you were talking about in the beginning of this podcast that like you your family is very brash. You're really good in awkward situations. And you're also really good at knowing what to say in the moment when like I would be like, oh, shit, that's what I should have said. But like five minutes later, you're just you're so quick and, and great in the moment. But I also I feel that uncomfortableness and I don't like that uncomfortableness. So I really try to make it comfortable. Yeah. You know, because I love people. I've said it a million times on this podcast. I love, love, love people. Yeah. You know, and, and, I, and I also think that I'm very forgiving of people. Yeah. Because I have been forgiven in my life a million times. Yeah. So I am very Well, forgiving. we're also meeting people like at your show. They're out for a good time. We are often meeting people at their drunkest. Which is nice. <laughs> which, which, which I enjoy. Yeah. Um, and then Mark and Laura were a complete surprise. Yeah. Love them. You know, and then so we, we all got together to go to, we ate it stacked Friday, and then we went to uh, George Strait, and oh, that guy, yeah. class act. I mean, he I has, mean, he, to, he, doesn't he have an album that is 50 number ones? And that's not even all of the number he ones. Has 60, that's just no, the album. 60 is that what it is? Yeah. But Mike, I mean, yeah, and it made me so proud because he's like on the keyboard from San Marcos, Texas. On the fiddle from San Marcos, Texas. On the fiddle from San Austin, Antonio, Texas. Texas. Yeah. On the on the the steel guitar from all, you know. And I'm like, yeah. that's my neighborhood. That's my you know. Yeah. But you know, total professional. I don't two hours, and I'm not kidding you. He's wearing a cowboy hat. He's tucked in his shirt. He's wearing his Wrangler jeans. He's in cowboy boots. And I swear He's to tiny. you, it it looked like he didn't even sweat. Oh, it was so easy and effortless for him. Yeah. And 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 a lot of times, you've been to concerts before. You you fall in love with the music and they're on the radio or on mm -hmm. your on your your phone or whatever. And then you see them live and you go, that doesn't sound like them. Yeah. Cause you know, they add and they fix and right. Yeah. George fucking sounds like George. Well, and I mean, that's what's crazy too, is he's getting older. Like as you age, your voice changes, but he still sounded so good. He's, he's a blessed man. You know, yeah. he's been given a gift and, and he shares that gift. No problem. I mean, yeah. he's, and, and he bows, you know, and he's so gracious. <laughs> Doesn't talk much during his show. Yeah. But when he does, it's always, and I learned something from him watching him. What? He doesn't say thank y'all for coming. 
he says thank you for coming. Uh-huh. Right? He doesn't he so it makes it feel like he's talking to me. Yeah. He said thank you. He didn't uh-huh. say, "Well, hey, thank you all for coming." Yeah. He goes, "Thank you for coming." Yeah. And I, I just I felt like and the whole time I'm like, is he going to give me a shout out? Yeah. <laughs> it's even like, he's talking to me. He's talking to me. I, if he would have said my favorite comedian, Steve Trevino's in the audience right now, I would have lost it. I would have. <laughs> how about the guy behind us? Every time. <laughs> so George was, I'd like you to, oh. meet, <laughs> I'd like you to, I'd like you to meet my, my band uh, from Austin, Texas, Texas, yeah. Texas. I'm doing the, behind. Texas. And then, and then, and then from, from San Marcos, like, Texas, Texas, like everybody, I mean, like, All right, dude, we so loud and Texas. so many times that yeah. as a group, we all started laughing. Yeah. I mean, literally everybody within 30 feet of us was like, la- Texas, Texas, Texas. I mean, like losing their shit. But, it, and it was, it was just, you know, if, if you are a George Strait fan, you know, you really, you really got to catch a show because, you know, we do joke around that, oh, is this his final farewell tour? It might be. I mean, he's not young. Yeah. I'm not saying he's old. Yeah. But he's not young. And it might be someday. Yeah. Right. And it will be someday. I mean, just I really regret not seeing Tom Petty. Oh, uh, that's what I was going to say. Tom Petty and Prince. I regret not seeing Prince, too. I saw Prince New Year's Eve in Houston, Texas in 1999. That sounds with crazy. with Monica Chavez and Kim Trevino, uh-huh. 1999, right? And the and and I was such a little punk uh-huh. that we had this after party at my friend's place, and the whole time I'm like, it's taking too long. Get Prince the fuck off stage. I want to go party. <laughs> like, please get the fuck off stage. No. <laughs> but but he did not sing "Darling Nikki." Yeah, which is one of my but favorites. Prob- did he play like ten instruments? Yeah, no, he uh, Prince was an amazing talent, and then George, I mean, there's so many songs that that I realized that he did not play that I like. Yeah, um, and it was a long show. And again, you know, he had a moment where he goes, "Here's a song you don't know, but it's my wife's favorite. my wife's favorite. Is yes. it's my wife's favorite? So I'm gonna <laughs> play it. And and you know, a moment like that where you go, "Wow, man, this guy, yeah, you know, still really thinking about his wife and and making an effort to." To sing her song, but "Cross My Heart" has become my song to Delilah, uh-huh. and I wanted to hear it so bad. And he did not play that one. Yeah, but I'm not going to be mad at him because he played so many songs. Well, his encore was probably like what two, four, six. It was like more than it was six or more songs. The encore when he came back out. And I do love the way that he does his show, where um, four songs on this corner to face those people. And then four songs on this, and he'd go all the way around singing songs. Yeah. And it was funny to see the audience like, it's our turn. Like we'd stand up. Uh-huh. Like when he came to our side, he's like, okay, now it's yeah. our turn to stand up. Right. Uh-huh. And and he would, I mean, it was just, I mean, phenomenal for, for me. I mean, the musicians were amazing. Yeah. The experience was amazing. You know, we were in the Bud Light Lounge, so we were able to hang out like a bar. Our seats were awesome. Our seats were, seats. our seats were amazing. And I just, I have to take Garrett. Yeah. I think Garrett will be very inspired yeah. to see something like that. He loves George I wish Strait. That, I wish he had been there with us. So I, I'm going to sneak away with Garrett one day and take him to this tour. So I, yeah. I, I have, Lori, we have to look for tickets. Um, we'll get three. We'll get three. Lori's coming. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just a, a, a beautiful show. 
that was Friday. Saturday, Renee did feel like we were there a day too long. It was just a day too long. It was it was to, to be away from like Delilah. Garrett was handling it well, but Saturday Delilah was starting to have meltdowns. And I, I just feel bad. I know that when Delilah's having a rough time, it's just rough. And so I hate to not be here for that. That was hard. No, it, it is hard. And, and you know, it, it, it becomes hard for us to enjoy each other's company because we're both. That's what makes it hard being a parent. I'm anxious about getting home. Yeah, you're thinking about the kids. Yeah. You're thinking about getting home. But we still had fun. We we yeah. went to, we went yeah, to go. Yeah, yeah. We, we ate dinner at the library. That was Saturday. Yes. Um, and then we all went to hang out with um, Josh Abbott and his group. I just wish Taylor had been there. His wife wasn't there either. Uh, it was so great to meet the in-laws because it reminded me of of your dad. Right, because I mean, his mom and dad were like, they love it. We're loving they this, love right? Yeah. And and partying and hanging out and Bet and it. I mean, I had such a great time. Me and you danced. Yes, we took great pictures. Yes, uh, and then it was quite brutal in the morning to then get up and be at the airport by seven. Well, I didn't have a baby in my lap, so I was actually able. I was like, I'm sleeping this flight. I slept the whole flight. I tried to. I I slept like like half, half of it. Yeah, like yeah. That. But I also knew I have to get back on schedule. Yes. So if I sleep the whole well, time. It, and then you know you're what? You're jumping ahead two hours. So the day's shorter. So that's like a saving grace too. You're not having to power through as long. But it was a, a, a phenomenal trip for mom and me. Yes. We had a great time and, and we needed it. And they're so, they're so good to you at the Mirage. And I still, I know you were there last week, last year, and we saw your faces on the Aces of Comedy, but something about like going back for a second time and seeing your face next to Ron White's and no, but it's Romano's, the, like it just, it just felt different. Well, last, last time you kind of hold your breath. Yeah. Right. Last time we get there and we go, Ooh, this is cool, but let's hold our breath because if I fuck this up, right. Was it just lucky? We ain't coming back. Yeah. You know, and this year we're coming back. They gave us an additional show and they're, they both sold out Yeah. and there's very few tickets left. Uh, and it's going to sell out. Yeah. You know, um, also went to go visit my friend, um, Stetson Frost who handles the Lane Frost brand. Oh, that's right. Um, Cowboy Christmas was there too. I, I very rarely like a cologne. Uh-huh. His cologne's amazing. It smells good. His I didn't cologne. smell the women's perfume, but I know you came home with his cologne. It, it's, it's amazing. And I, and I hung out with his nephew, Josh Frost. I can't wait to find out. I need to check up on him, but he's doing great. Yeah. He's, he's a bull rider, a, cow, a real cowboy. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to um, seeing where he ends up. Yeah. And that was also funny because he comes to my show and there's like, I don't know, five people after the show that are like, oh my God, Josh Frost, right? Uh-huh. Then I go hang out with him at the rodeo booth at Cowboy Christmas. Uh-huh. And there's like three people that are like, oh my God, Steve Trevino. And everybody else is in a long line to meet Josh, right? Yeah. So it's completely reversed reversed, yeah. and, and, and flip-flopped, you know? Um, but what a good kid, man. You How know, old is Josh, he? Yeah, 20 something. Yeah. You know, you, 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 your rodeo career is not long. Yeah. You know, and, and he's just a, a smiles, all smiles and very polite and just a good, good dude. So yeah. I'm rooting for him. Please follow um, Josh Frost and, and root for him with me. Well, when you're there this week, it's like the finals. It's the end yes, of the rodeo, right? Wrap, they'll be wrapping it up. Yep. So we'll see uh, if he ends up at the buckle ceremony. And, and I am uh, 
I am rooting for him. So yeah. we'll see what happens. And But great weekend. We had lots of fun. Yes. Um, I know people asked if I was going to be there this week. And I was like, no, it's a quick trip because you do Vegas and then you're off to Salinas and Visalia. So I'm, and- I'm, I fly in Wednesday night. I do my show Thursday night. I wake up and I drive to California. Yeah. So. And then Tucson and Phoenix and then it's Christmas. Oh my gosh, dude. It's right around the corner. Yeah. It's right around the corner. Oh, and then Dania Point for New Year's. Yep. And then just to give everybody kind of a a, a very quick um, update, um, Daddy Raymond's doing great. Yeah. Um, he's responding well. He's doing great. We are in, in great spirits over here. Um in different spirits, you know, we, yeah. we, we feel good about the way things are going for, um, daddy Raymond. And then, um, me and the wifey are, are doing good. We, we needed that weekend. Um, I'm not going to say we didn't fight, um, <laughs> but I'm also not going to say that it was bad. It wasn't bad. Yeah. You know, we, we had a great, great weekend together and we held yeah. hands and mm-hmm. we had nice dinners and we laughed and, and we hung out with great friends and, you know, it was just a good, good vibes, good time. Yeah. But um, to wrap things up on a, on a sadder note and a, and a heartfelt note, um, we had a wonderful person reach out to us. Yeah. And they donated uh, uh, to Helicopters for Heroes. An incredibly I'm, generous donation. I'm not going to say the amount, but we greatly, greatly appreciate it. And I thought it was really sweet. Because they donated on behalf of their son, right? And because of their wonderful donation, I would like to mention their son mm-hmm. and his website. Um, so if you could please do that. Louis Pazderitz. But he is he is somebody that, that, that fell in action um, and lost his life and, and gave um, the ultimate, ultimate sacrifice. So this podcast is dedicated to him his family we love him we appreciate him um we could not live this beautiful life that we live without people like him and then of course we were so excited and in such good spirits that we forgot our sponsors yes aztec chevrolet is going to be delivering my christmas gift a 1957 chevy bel-air red and white Classic red and white. I can't wait to get it. I bought myself a Christmas gift. <laughs> and, and I'm just, you know, it, that, that Chevy is one that I've always wanted. Yeah. And it's beautiful. And Aztec Chevrolet made that dream come true for me. Yeah. So Aztec Chevrolet, give them an opportunity. Give them a chance. Good, good folks over there. Old Salt Coffee. I'm actually drinking coffee today um, at, on this podcast. I love the dark roast. It's on it's, the medium. It's very, very good coffee to the point where you will be disappointed when you get coffee somewhere else. Yeah. It's pretty trippy that I have at home drip brew. Well, I'm a, I'm a regular coffee drinker anyway. Yeah. I don't drink, drink you drink it black. I drink it black. But if you are a, a coffee lover, this is great coffee that is very, very high quality and feels like a, a coffee shop. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, our friends at Pick Cherries. Yes. Thank you so much, Pick Cherries. Please the Vegas do- winner is coming to your show this week. Oh, is that this week? That's this week. They come. The Pick Cherries Vegas winner will be there this week. Oh, shit. Do we already get tickets for them? No. Oh, fuck. <laughs> 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 Pick Cherries. Pick Cherries.
place has taken care of their travel and their dinners and everything. And then very quickly, I am Steve Trevino. This is my beautiful wife, Captain Evil. And we are doing a contest to come join us with free tickets on New Year's Eve to bring in the new year with us. So if you are in the South Miami area. It's North Miami, right? It's No, it's right by Fort, Fort I don't Lauderdale. I my Florida geography. If you are, well, you just ruined this promo. <laughs> Um, please submit, sign up on the website and you have an opportunity to win two free tickets for you and your spouse. And you get to walk on stage with us to bring in the new year with me and my beautiful wife, Captain Evil herself. Um, so please go to the website, sign up, get the ball rolling because that's right around the corner. Oh, oh, and that's right. So the new year's card, if you want to sign up to receive a new year's card from us in the mail, that is wrapping up. We have to close that down so we can get the, um, get them in the mail to you in time. We love you all. Thank you so much. We're not going to ask Rick if he has questions. Uh, this was longer than we expected, Yes. but we had a lot of fun today with you guys. And and I do want to say that thanks for continuing to follow us through our ups, our downs. You know, um, I told the wife, I said, man, lately it's just felt like, you know, we've been, we've just been down on this podcast because yeah. of all the things in our life. And, and, you know, we're back, we're back in, with the, the fun times and the laughs and um, the, the, the cool conversation. So we, we do apologize for that. And, and thank you for continuing to stay with us. We love you guys. Please like and share and comment.